This is your Trash Weekly with your weekly trash. We're back in the new year. This is Stephanie and you are... I'm Nora. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Happy 2021. Let's hope this year will get a lot better. I mean, it can't possibly get much worse. It can't get much worse. I'm doing good and we recorded a bit of a New Year's Eve thing. Do you think we're going to play it to our listeners? Sure. We can totally play my drunken charades because it was like... (laughs) Three for you and six for my friend, and it was midnight drunken hour for me. <laughs> yeah, we called uh, a three way call. You called your friend, which was gonna be on our show today too. So yes, it's cool. Sure. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna play back a, a bit of a New Year's Eve charades, which was fun. Cheers, everyone! Hi, hi, I'm happy so New fun. Year! I know, I love the easy. Hi, how are you? Hungary and Slovakia. Hi. Oh, that's right. We were thinking of having you made on our podcast sometime and then doing it on a Saturday so you can talk about your experience. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'm very down for that. Oh my god, it's snowing like crazy here, which is beautiful. I work in the background. Hang on right now. Is that on because, the street? Well, no, because we're not allowed to be on the street. So all these people are doing it from their like backyard. Like they're not really allowed to do it because people gather, but they're doing it anyway. So I'm like, yeah, fuck 2020. And some people just went. <laughs> Hey, let's play that scooter song. Oh, I've been listening for it for the last. I know minutes. because it became Germany's national anthem now. Yeah, it is. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers, everyone! Happy New Year! Thanks so much to me that this fucking year is over. That was funny. It's uh, okay. It's been uh, it's been a week now. For us, it was quiet. We only did um, you know deviled eggs and a bunch of treats, and uh, we ate in the living room in front of the TV, which we never do. Aww. So it was super fun because I always want to eat in front of the TV, and only New Year's Eve we get this treat that you know everyone snacks yeah. on appetizers. <laughs> you were very happy here. to shout, yeah. "Fuck 2020." On New Year's, so the Germans, because, you know, we don't censor words, so there was plenty everywhere. It was so awesome. At midnight, everyone was yelling it, and yeah, fuck 2020, what can I say? So do you you not censor English words, or do you not censor German words either? Both, yeah. Oh. Censor anything. You can say whatever you want. Okay. Yep. What, What do people do when kids are cursing? Nothing. It's normal. In fact... You, you know, cursing is really good. I watched this new thing. You should watch it. It's with Nicolas Cage, so Nick will love it. Um, it's about um, cuss words and cursing. It's really funny. It's only like 20 minutes episodes on Netflix. It's super funny. And they talk about how actually like good it is for you to curse. And they discuss one curse word per episode and where it comes from. And I mean, it, you know, uh, all the comedians talk about it. Uh, it starts, of course, with the word fuck. And how can you be used? Oh gosh, this goes into way too many things for me right now. You know, I can't, I can't curse in my house. I'm not allowed in English anymore. And that was my Ah. big cursing language because in Hungarian, I would not curse. I I think I've been punished for it. And I just have this thing in me that I will not use those words. But in English, those words I can use all the time for free. So I do curse a lot. Um, As you should. It talks about how healthy it is for you. Well, it is healthy, but it's also, I'm around my five-year-old who probably just not, it's not, not good (laughs) societal. They're going to learn it eventually. It's not like... Yeah, but see that I have to raise them in the culture of the U.S. And 
in the U.S. of the they can't go around cursing the little kids because you know how English people Americans yeah, think yeah. about this. Oh yeah, I my mom cursed in front of me in German. That was not a problem, and we never it was never a thing. But um, yeah, somehow I don't remember it being because, a thing either. Because it wasn't a big thing. I wasn't actually cursing that much in German, just a little bit, because it was so normal. But because it's so taboo, just of alcohol in America, yes. it's like you use it like crazy when you can because you think oh my god I can use it talk, 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 talk. yeah I, I so. use it in English to, to deal with frustration and I was I just name objects that motherfucker over there this thing over here this piece yep. of shit and you know it's just like yeah it's pretty unhealthy though I think so I'm gonna watch this for the new year you should definitely watch <laughs> it because you're gonna feel so much better about yourself so <laughs> So anyway, did you um didn't you say you had some letters of questions from listeners? Oh yeah, yeah. So we got some questions. This was an earlier question from one of our listeners who referred to show one, episode one. And he asked me if I ever hooked up with my teacher. <laughs> because random random question. It wasn't that random because I think after he listened we were going out to a party, we got stuck in a hotel and you know, all that. You know, it was kind of a, and you know, why did you go home? And why did I stay behind? And so he, I guess he made conclusions. And I had to say no, but for some reason I mistyped, yeah, on Facebook. Oh, no. So I keep typing, no, yes, no, yes. Exactly, wow. so he's like, so it's a Schrodinger's cat, I see. And I'm like, yes, but it's a no. Yes, I don't want to besmirch anyone's name. There was no relationship between me and my teacher. Thank you very much. Except a very good teacher-student relationship. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, me too. Me too. Um, and uh, the other question, well, actually it's a request that I got, is let me read it. Um, here we go. Oh my God, you need to discuss what's going on in your podcast. Trump is so dangerous. So... This is based on the recent events, and we're gonna, right. we're gonna discuss that today, right? Yeah. Okay, should we get your friend in and discuss it together as a, as a European team? Sure, absolutely, we should. Okay, then right. let's call her in. Alright, so I wanna introduce you to my best friend. She is um, from Slovakia. Um, she first went to New York. And so she is very relevant to our discussion and has a lot to say as a European living in the U.S. And I'm very glad I have met her in Florida, of all places. <laughs> Hi, Anna Maria. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. Very honored to be a guest. Awesome. I'm a New Yorker who lives in Florida but has European roots. So it's an interesting combination. Yeah, definitely. You're very close to me in, in heritage because I live in Hungary and you're my neighbor. Yay! I love Hungarians. They're awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I've been to Slovakia, but I was very little. That's the country we used to visit because I think it was still frowned upon in the early, late 80s, sorry, or mid 80s oh, yeah. to go anywhere. So we got to go to Czechoslovakia back in the time. Yeah, we used to go shopping in Hungary um, near the borders and it was always great because it was exciting and it was something different. It's funny because you only spend, you know, 20 minutes in the car and you're in a totally different country with different clothes, different stores. It was awesome. Yeah, that's how, that's how I remember it too. Actually, I went shopping to your country and I got my first school backpack from your country. So. <laughs> it's cute that's memories funny. how Europe was different back in the time. And I'm, I'm glad now, you know, obviously that everything is cool and changed and we are all Europeans. Yeah, it's funny. I think I've met a lot of great Europeans 
in the United States. I didn't appreciate meeting Europeans as much when I used to live in Europe. So it's funny how, you know, with a different um, place where you live, how much influence it can have on your life. And how yeah, really. I dated, I dated way more Europeans once I moved to L.A., I dated one European after the other, which I, in Germany I only did Germans, obviously. And once I moved to LA, I dated all of Europe. <laughs> really? That's such a cool experience because I only dated Americans. My goal was oh, to really? be like, yeah, yeah, because I wanted something else. I'm like, well, I'm here for a reason. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I found American, I found American guys super, super, super duper nice. Like, they do the oh. official dating, they ask you out, and it's like freaking a show. Whereas Europeans, it's just like, hey, baby, it's the old-fashioned, let's drink, and then here. I mean, no, 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 I need the whole show piece of like, let's go out, there's three dates, and you know, Americans have that little rule, the charade, it's cute. Yeah, my friend, my German friend that came to visit, she... Um when she saw how Jared treated me or what he did for me, she, she or like just little things, she's like, "Oh my god, it's like in the movies. They really do this shit here. Like Germans are just like so. Uh, Want to hang out? Want to fuck? Yeah, you're right <laughs> like, to the point. There's no courting. There's no opening door. There is no like uh, let's go for a date or how many dates can I wait for before I kiss her? And, like there's none of that. So it's completely. Um, yeah, I do appreciate that about Americans, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think I agree with that, too. I, I think when I was in Europe, in Slovakia, I tried to date the Slovakian guys because that's all there was, really. And I never liked it. So when I moved away and I came to the United States, I have never dated anybody from my country or background since then. And I never really had the desire to. But Europeans have a little different take on dating. I think I prefer the worldly traveled Europeans to have been to America because they have learned different things and not just to visit here but to live in America because they are definitely a lot more cultured in the dating scene. I know, I know what you mean. I agree totally. So do you did you guys yeah. also meet Matt on Craigslist? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did meet based, we did kind of meet off the internet because it was a meetup and we met on meetup. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I would meet anybody off Craigslist. <laughs> not anymore, not anymore. But back in our day, we had nothing else. No meetup. There was no meetup. There was no. Uh, I think there was what was that? MySpace was just a thing back then, and uh, Facebook but you don't was. Meet people on MySpace. Yeah, you didn't really. I definitely did. I did meet people from MySpace. It was not the smartest thing to do. I think. I mean, we met on Craigslist. Not sure how much smarter that is, but. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But back then, when we met on Craigslist, the Craigslist murders wasn't a thing. When people, you know, get you in a parking lot and they rob you and whatnot. So um, I think I was more forgiving and more right, trusting. Just make excuses, sure, yeah, yeah. That's why we did it. There weren't murders yet. <laughs> I, I seriously, I, I, I just felt like uh, I had no other options. Oh, wow, okay. I'd be last resort. All right, so what did you do for New Year's? I had tested for um, coronavirus before I had even tried to make any plans. and. Um, I had a little nasal congestion, so I decided to stay home and join my friend's um, Twitch stream. So it was nice because I felt close that even though I couldn't be with anybody, um, it was my very first New Year's actually alone. I felt a little bit more connected with the people through Twitch and the chat. So it was nice. And then when I woke up, I got my positive test back. So better that I stayed actually alone than go anywhere else. So that was quite eventful. 
Wow, I didn't know, you know, that you had the, the, the COVID test and that you tested positive. I'm sorry that, I know, that sucks. I didn't know. Because yeah, we called you on New Year's, obviously. I didn't know then. Maybe you weren't, I, you obviously didn't. We just met. We just met. and um, Yeah, you seem fine on New Year's, so. Um, yeah, I was never really heavily sick. So I got tested because I have to go into the office to physically work there. And I went to um, see my family for Christmas. And... Um, I wanted to test myself when I got back. Um, I didn't go immediately, but because I did have a little bit of a congestion, which is not really a symptom normally, I said, I'm going to test myself anyways, just to make sure. Because when I came back, I was just a little bit tired when I didn't go to bed early enough. And then I felt, you know, like that was normal to be a little bit tired if you didn't get enough sleep. And then the next day I got a little bit of runny nose. So it wasn't really anything I would expect. But then um, my sister didn't feel good who I went to see. So I said, I'm going to go get tested just to make sure. Mm -hmm. And I never really had a lot of symptoms. But when my test came back positive, I, I gradually lost smell that day. So I knew, you know, this was definitely it. It wasn't a false positive or anything. But I'm very lucky and grateful that I, I was almost asymptomatic and my smell has come back in three days. So that's three phenomenal. Day. You were you were three days without smell? Did you, did you have no, taste? No. I had taste because I definitely fed myself. No, I no had smell. taste all along. Wow, yeah. that's weird. Usually they both go or they both come. I know. It's really strange to just have one or the other. Yeah, right? So, How is your sister? So is, she, is she still uh, kind of sick or is she doing better now? So we had the same. We tested positive and she was much sicker than me. Um, so that was unfortunate because I think it doesn't matter what kind of strain you get, everybody reacts differently to it. Um, I feel like I do a lot on the side on a regular day, you know, just taking the right vitamins and taking care of myself. So probably my case is minor because of that. And then she has normally been a healthy person, but, you know, she's older and maybe her diet is not the best. So she got a lot sicker than me, um, but right now she just has a cough and um, a little bit of a congestion. Before she had a little bit of body aches and fever, and then she also lost her smell and taste. So that's come back to her, but she's still recovering. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to hear that you guys got it. But it's good that you guys are doing good and it's almost done. Yeah, I feel very lucky for sure. Yeah, I'm not lucky that I got it, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. I'm lucky that it was an easy, smooth sailing for me so just a few days of just being uncomfortable with nothing big yeah nothing crazy that's why i was surprised when i got my test positive because i really didn't think it was corona but you never know yeah i i also traveled uh, august in august i went i wanted to see a friend and we've been pushing our trip since march and uh, at the end of august i decided i'm gonna see her for labor day uh, weekend and i went to denver uh, so i did also travel during covid and, um, you know, back then the airlines came back and I wore the mask. I saw some people with face shields, but everyone, they were doing their best. They didn't serve food. There was no food service or drink service on the airplane. And, There's uh, never any food service on the airplane, fine domestic. Unless no, they, they, don't give you, they don't give you <laughs> peanuts. They don't give yeah. you nothing. The airport, San Francisco airport, was completely closed I was down. Like, do you fly first class? <laughs> <laughs> there was no, I did not get my full meal. No, 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 it was much different. You just sit there and they don't go around. They don't do any procedures like they normally do peanuts serving or give you a bottle of water. You had to bring on your bottle of water and then sneak a drink because they, they would come around immediately when you, um, when, you, when you pull down your mask type of thing. Yeah, 
So it was it was yeah. it was just like it was just like you know a very very much like a scary boring flight because yeah. They don't do it now, that's for sure. They are handing separate uh, little clear plastic bags with a couple snacks and a small water bottle in there. Everybody gets that in the plane. Um, I fly so with Red Bull usually, yeah. Yeah, so, you, so get you get a snack. And United does that too, and they also hand out wipes. And they have this whole video about how they're cleaning every aircraft after every flight. And how they did testing if somebody had been positive on board, how they tested um, particles dispersed in the air, and then how fast they travel, what would be the impact if a person who had COVID coughed three times in, I don't know, five minutes. Yeah, the thing is, though, that while you're eating and while you're doing sitting right next to, did they separate people? Because on the flight I was on, I expected that there's going to be, they had temperature checks boarding, and when you got on the flight, I expected there would be an empty space between me and another passenger, and there was nothing, the plane was completely full. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I, that's the thing, you still pack like sardines, that's why I do not believe that, that's safe at all. You still pack um, sardines next to each other. I traveled a couple times in the last three months, and the first time I did, the plane was half empty. And the second time I did on the way there, it was half empty, and on the way back, it was a full flight. Yeah, it's just the empty ones was just probably because people didn't travel and didn't book enough. But if they were able to book it fully, they probably would have. Yeah, they would have. Yeah. Because the flight I took was um, the middle seats were unbookable. They See, that's the off. one. That's the one I expected from Frontier. I flew Frontier. And I thought, they're not going to let these middle seats taken. So I sat next to the window. And then, sure enough, both ways, there are oh, people yeah. sitting next to me. Huh. And uh, I'm, like, yeah. leaning into the glass as much oh, as I, I can. But yeah, it's only... We were traveling. Yeah, we were just... When we were moving from Ireland to Germany, that's the only time I was on a plane this year. And that's, and they packed it as well. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? But, yeah, yeah it's, it's money. It's money. It is money. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I'm like, okay, I traveled because California put us in a doghouse for six months. And I was like, how long? How long this is going to go on? And it was the whole summer yeah. was spent in our house, and it was terrible. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to see my friend, because apparently Denver is a free, free uh, city, so people can, <laughs> you know, California restrictions are, I think, the worst in the, in the, in the, in the world. And, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, my restrictions, you know, because we don't have enough yet, we only have a curfew, can't leave, we can't go to work, can't do anything, they are getting even harsher on Monday. Um, on Monday, no one, no one can leave the house more than 15 kilometers. Yeah, and how do they and enforce this? Do they have uh, the police? Yeah, you have to, um, if you're out, or if you're out after six, then you have to have some, some paper on you that is proving that you're either going to work or you have to be out for some reason. It's creepy, like, it's so creepy that now I know when I, in the mornings so before my alarm goes off, when I wake up, um, and I don't hear cars outside, I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's like really early. When I hear cars, I know it's close to my alarm. <laughs> uh, you know, California, this whole thing is self-imposed. Like, we just have to self-regulate. We can't go in restaurants because they are not open, but also California is big, you know. it's There is big empty spaces here. You can hike in the Neverland and on the hills, and nobody, you most, across, most of the time don't run across anyone. I think we get more freedom in this sense, but... Literally nothing is open, so we can't go anywhere. Whereas in Europe, you probably feel it worse. Uh, our um, COVID isolation is, I think, less restrictive, but it's more like a self-imposed. Like, I can't meet families because they just won't come out and see us because they don't want to expose anyone. And, and you know, people are cautious here.
Yeah, same here. Florida is wide open. People are going everywhere. But I think it comes down to personal responsibility to make some choices because yeah. we don't really have a lot of regulation. But now people don't make a lot of uh, sacrifices, um, especially I used to be a salsa and bachata instructor. And now it's kind of on hold because of all this pandemic. But people still gather together and dance. Wow. In Florida, not, people have dance parties? Yeah, that's that's Florida, Nora. That's yeah. Florida. I'm telling you. That is Florida. I'm telling you. Oh. Yeah, that's there's Florida. People are still out. Um, there is, you definitely see in a crowd sometimes, like outside on like walking, um, like nice like walkways and stuff like that. People will go and some will have masks full on and walk outside. And some are gathered in these groups and they have a picnic and no masks. And there's like 15 people. So my and question is just... that uh, California has such a crisis already in the hospital system. Like there is no ICU beds left and they are really, really yeah. crushing. So how does Florida handle all California, that? In California, they now have that rule that um, if they think you're not going to make it, they're not even going to take you to the hospital anymore. Oh, oh wow. No, that's no. crazy. Yeah, I yeah that's heard how that. bad it is. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Um, that's what they said. Like, they, that's really sad if you, you know, if you call for your loved one and then it's sad, but it's, it's unfortunately a fact. They're not even going to take you anymore because they're, they're too full. They're only going to take people they think they might have a chance to survive. Mm-hmm. That's very sad. That's how bad it is. Yesterday, almost 4,000 people died in the U.S. I mean, at this point, one in 1,000 died of COVID in America. At this point, it's going to go higher, but it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's really bad what's going on over there. Yeah, and, yeah, and, you know, Europe and these small places, like even Hong Kong, a, f a friend of mine lives in Hong Kong, and they were able to manage it, and those people live very, yeah. very close, in high-rises, you know? Same with Australia and New Zealand, they all managed it. It's definitely a weird time we live in, because in Florida, I don't know if the hospitals are so overwhelmed, there is definitely a lot of that happening. Um, I think it's harder to get tested, and some people just don't care, because they just don't take any precautions or they just don't believe that it's that bad um it's a it's a weird situation in here yeah Definitely. it goes back to politics again like everything it went back to like okay i my belief in politics saying that yeah. denial of it's covid just, is trumpism and uh, all this weird merging which stuff. is crazy like okay. since when is your health or getting covid anything it should never be political but no. somehow america made sure this is political and oh my God, speaking of politics, you guys, oh following the news, right? Well, I, uh, I was vacationing because we rented a place at Lake Tahoe. So we went to see the snow only for two nights just to be out there in the snow. And I came back and the Capitol is stormed. Yeah. Yeah. We're watching it live. Yeah. I was it's watching it live a bit for, on Twitter. But I had to start the homeschooling project for the kids that same day, and I was like, I better not look at this because it will it will mess up my whole day. So I kind of I kind of shut it down, and I I just knew what's gonna happen anyway. I knew that these people who did it, they couldn't even plan better than a Walmart run, you know? They they went as far <laughs> as to storm the place, and then they were all standing around like, now what? They didn't have any plans afterwards. So it's like. No. It's like the stranger kids' children would have planned better because they would have planned a beginning, a middle, and an end. A goal for this thing. No, no, they just stormed. 
maybe they didn't expect that they will not be so oppressed like the BLM movement because when I went to a peaceful protest, I definitely felt like there could be an, a violent anything happening or breaking out at any point in time. It was very intense. And that was one time I did go to a protest at the very beginning in March and then I didn't participate anymore because it was just too dangerous. Yes, and, yes, know, that's totally true. People shot and killed. Yeah. But... I, I tell you honestly that I wouldn't even go to the women's march. I wouldn't take my kids to the ones that they say was peaceful for kids when Trump got elected officially in the first in 2016 and very early on. Because I was just you know, too afraid. Had, I was too Trump afraid that someone is going to get arrested. One of my kids is going to get hurt. I, I'm going to get hurt on accident because the tempers run high yeah. at these things. And these guys, there was no opposition and they, the police was not, not there to protect anything. And they brought their kids, you know? Those, some of those yeah. people brought their children. It was very sad. Yeah, so basically, I think 50 Cent posted a picture of like, hey, this was the capital when the Black Lives Movement yeah. was like... <laughs> they were protesting. Cent? Yeah, 50 oh Cent God. posted that. Yeah, it was Trump like full supporter. of all these people. Even yeah, well, yeah, he he supported Trump and then he retracted because all of his fans were like, "What the fuck's going on with you?" And then he's like, "Oh no no, it's just a joke." <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he's a BLM. Uh, he's a BLM supporter also. So you know, you and you have to. Was the, he was a Trump supporter because he he know like because he was like, "Oh, Biden's gonna raise taxes on people that make more than what was five hundred or two hundred thousand or something." So he was like, "No, then I'm going for Trump." And then all these all his fans came after him. And then he was like, "Oh, maybe not. I don't want to lose my fans." Like, yeah, you know. People now, have welcome that. Yeah, He's anybody a wants to jump ship. People people are not black and white, Stephanie. That's how I see it. In some cases, yeah. you're for Biden, you're for Trump. I'm not for any of them because I think they're both piece of shit. Neither. And uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. But if you if you're for Trump, then but I'm look what sorry, they do bye. to look what they did to AOC. She was running on Medicare for all, and all of a sudden she's backing down now because she's part of the Democratic group now, and they put her in line. They say, well, you ran on this Medicare for all, but just forget it now, girl, if you want to stay con in power. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. But that's not fine. As, I mean, this is why like both of them, both sides are shit. Then, then you're like, no, I'm sorry. You don't both sides that. are shit, and that's what sucks. I'm actually going to look into further into the People's Party. Because, uh, yeah. you know, to me, to me, what goes on here with this two-party system in the U.S. is way flawed, and it's been going on for a very long oh time. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's flawed, just a but but I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. I, I, I don't think so. Well, now it's the moment yeah. to change it because the old people are finally dying off. Mitch McConnell hopefully barely holds on. And, uh, yeah. you know... There's these... a lot of new dumb people. I mean, a lot of the Trump supporters are unfortunately young people too. So, I don't um, know. There's also some Republicans who want to not be, you know, for Trump. There is no other good alternative that I could, um, that we even have because we have two-party system and it's so flawed on so many levels. If you look at European parliaments or any kind of governments in Europe, you have more than two parties governing the laws and regulations and, because everybody has different interests. Yeah, and what I like about, what I like that in Europe, it's not a freaking vestige of honor to be like, I am voting for this party, it's my party. It's not your party. Uh, yeah. This year you vote yeah, for this yeah. party, four years later you vote for a party that represents you better. It's not a black or white situation and I think exactly. that's no, much the, better. Exactly, it is, but America made it that way and I, I unfortunately, I love your optimism, but I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. This but is I the time to change it, and more people need okay. to see. More people need to see that this two-party system is just making it. A lot of, uh, a lot very, of people are seeing it, but not enough people, I think. No, no, enough people are seeing it. Enough smart people are seeing it. 
Robert Reich is seeing it. There are people who are like economists and very, very smart, educated people who are seeing it. It's just, you know, the establishment on both sides is shit. And they are not letting it change, but they are dying off, thankfully. So we'll see what happens with the new gen. Time or not in any time soon, but maybe in the next, let's say, maybe in the next decade or so, I would hope that there is a significant change. Yeah, because this is the cause for all the trouble that we are seeing now. Now that you have mm-hmm. Trumpism aligned with the Republicans and they are all aligned with one side, whereas they don't believe the same things. So basically... Yeah, I mean, Trumpism, I think, is, that's a whole different... Like, he created a cult. He truly did. I mean, he mm-hmm. was single-handedly... Like, these people will do anything, he says. He can do anything and it doesn't matter. It's, it, this, is, this is cult behavior. He's like a domestic terrorist because he's, yes. he's supporting this kind of movement that threatens um, security and safety of people. The it, it comes to become a civil war among people. No, exactly. I mean, the f- four years during while he was in power, it was just more, more, more uh, devastating for a lot of groups. The immigrant groups, the you know gay and lesbian groups, and a lot of people felt like this guy is really gonna you know just just basically put us in danger. Because his supporters yeah, tend, tend to have tend to have the freedom of gun ownership, and this in this country scarily it means AKs, and it's ridiculous. You know, to me, I as and a going European back on women's rights too. By yeah. Appointing the new justice, the women's rights, any kind of any any progress we have made with, you know, being able to govern our own bodies, is going yeah. to be vanished. That's the, I think I believe that's the control of women because the the first men that always are talking about against abortion are those that have mistresses and force their mistress to have an abortion so the wife doesn't find out. So yeah, I, I mean just that's just typical typical men in power. You know, obviously they can have everything that everyone else cannot have. It happens in every freaking dictatory. It happens to the communists. They were all speech. Yeah. You know, everyone is the same. We are all equal. And then look what they did in power. They were living in the old lords, yeah. <laughs> you know, palaces and. They're living like kings when everyone else was like equally shitty, you know? Like, what just, yeah. what just really pissed me off though the most about this, what just happened um, the, at the Capitol, is how those Trump supporters were so easily, they could go in there, they were allowed to go in there. Um, no, there was no police. Where was the tear gas? Uh, where, was, exactly. where were the rubber bullets? No tear gas, no nothing, because, you know, it's white people coming in. It's all cool. Like, that's what pissed me off the most. And then, yeah. you know, peaceful Black Lives Matter card, like, peaceful. Yeah. And they were just, I mean, they were met with, with so much force and so much riot. And, and, and just, they were met with people actually expecting a war. But then the people that actually planned Civil War had a t-shirt printed, said Civil War with the date on it. And stormed the fucking building no one was there and that pisses me off because that shows that's the most racist thing ever to me and that's very much so angry and i wanna i wanna go back and ask yeah i wanna go back and ask anna maria about like what what happened when you went to the protest was it a vigil or was it like a march or when you went early on what was it feeling like yeah it was a peaceful march and it happened right after george floyd died and it was organized in tampa so i decided to go because I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I'm a white female. That's a representation that needs to be present in a crowd because we need everybody to be against injustice. And I said, you know, even if it's dangerous, I'm going to try to go and do my part because I wanted to take a stand and stand for what's right. So it was a peaceful march. And it was actually a lot of people of all different races and ages. It was really wonderful. We were walking around 
one of the neighborhoods that was really not the best neighborhood in Tampa. But a lot of people who lived there came out on their porches and thanked us for coming and being a part of it. And then there was this group of, um, I would say like more like anarchists. They were like kids, teenagers, and like maybe in their early 20s. And they joined the march, but they were yelling things like, fuck police, I'm pardon, like F police and and then kill police and, and, and get rid of police and, and kill them off and, and like all the police is wrong. And I'm like, not every police officer is going to be a bad guy. You will definitely have, you know, cops that are good and cops that are bad, like the one who killed George Floyd. Yeah, it's but just like I in every group. I don't agree with killing them off just because they are law enforcement, you know, and then you could definitely see that some of the protests had people that had not the best intentions. Yeah, it's just like in every group when you when you become averaging people and and say oh that group is like this, it's just you know becomes becomes untrue. You can't say all oh, police yeah. is bad. You can say you know it's it's tend to be a culture issue with them. I think, but uh, okay. there are definitely African American and, and and other police officers of people of color who probably are on the BLM, you know, sympathizer side. It's a difficult, it's a difficult place in this country. And I'm going to tell you guys that this is, I felt that this is coming and in the, in a little bit too late because I didn't think Trump will ever get elected. But then as the years went by and 2018, I really wanted to go back to Europe. I just wanted to take my family back because I really felt that this is a country that I don't even know. I, what am I, why am I here? I was talking to Stephanie about this earlier. I said, you know, if Trump wins, this election, I would definitely consider moving to Germany to join her rather than staying here. Even though I have no, you know, support network in there, I would just ready to leave because of how the political environment is turning out to be in the United States. So I will yeah. stay, but it, that's also indefinite. You know, I don't know if that's going to um, be a long term or a short term. Yeah, and I left, I mean, I left right after the inauguration, uh, 2017, uh, right, right that week you left. I did you like, did you leave no, really because you were like I can't have this anymore I just can't I can't live in a country where Trump was, was elected? It was multiple factors it just everything just fall, fell into place it was that and then it was also that Jared um, just happened to get a job offer in possibly several different countries and one of them was Europe and that's that we, cho we chose that then because it was just we wanted to leave Florida anyways, and then this whole Trump thing happened, and then and then the job offer and all that, and then it's just it just all fell perfectly into place. It did fell into place, but did you? So I was working very hard, and I in California here, telling my friends who just came moved back from Germany. She's American, but she lived in Germany at the time for a while, and she just moved back. And right before the election in 2016, I was still telling her, "No way that this is gonna happen. I just can't. Your country can't do this." And she was telling me, "Just watch." Just watch, you, you'll see it happen. And I'm like, you're kidding, I can't believe you. And I was so naive and so blindsided. So I wonder if, Stephanie, did you know? Because you lived in Florida, you didn't live in California. I, I was so blindsided. <laughs> I mean, I'm not psychic. No, I no, but know. you see kind of the mood of people. Did you see like Trump flags or Trump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida? Oh, yeah. Of course, of course. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. So I knew it was a possibility. Absolutely, I was hundred percent. I knew it was a possibility. Because here, um, because here, we just—I mean, for so long, we were treating it like a joke. To be honest, because it didn't—it wasn't a cultural <laughs> that's movement. The danger. That's the danger, and I think that's partially also why he won. Because people were like, "Oh no, no, don't worry, don't worry." Like, yeah, 
and people just didn't take it seriously. No, we did, go. but you know, I didn't see when you saw a Trump sticker, we were like, oh my God, is that really happening? Like, what the heck? Like, it was like yeah. we are on a comedy show. And my husband even made a joke at work. He got a Make America Great hat and he put it on his desk as a joke. And then I'm like, fuck, man, you can't joke about that. Like, <laughs> That's not funny anymore. But no. at the time, it was funny in, in before yeah, 2016, yeah, yeah. before the election. But even then, yeah. I was like, no, but, but the kind of things he's saying, you can't joke about these things. You can't even make yeah. it seem like there's a shadow of a doubt you support this guy. You I know? know, I know. Nowadays, it's so serious. Oh I know. my gosh, so serious. I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I did. when I started watching the Electoral College votes come in, it was just this growing disbelief. And when they announced the results, I think everybody was in partial shock, especially people I know. And, uh, you know, we discussed these kinds of things together from different standpoints in different groups. We were just totally surprised and shocked. Hmm. Yeah, and now now it's just becoming degrading to himself, and I don't know what he's gonna do after this because he's being forced out. Even Pence turned on him, which is huge, and uh, it's just ridiculous at this point. Is he gonna move out of this country, or what is he gonna do? He's gonna be in jail. He's gonna be either in jail or he has oh, to that'd run. Great, that just be amazing. Well, what do you think is gonna happen <laughs> after uh, the inauguration with the Trump uh, criminals? Um, unfortunately, I think unless uh, he gets impeached again, which then would bar him from ever taking any other kind of office again, I don't know. I think he will kind of stick around because he has formed yeah. this cult around him. And yeah. I think that says something, you know. It, I mean, he has this talent to create a cult following that will literally do anything for him. And he will not let that go because that's his ego is based on having this cult following. Like... Um, and, and he wouldn't, I mean, he wouldn't just leave it. Like, he's going to do something with it. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's scary what he will do with it. But he needs it for his ego. He needs the rallies. Like, he loves But after them. the election, this, I mean, you know, how? What, what, what is this handful of people? He's not the majority anymore. He just he just has these numbers of the, the white supremacists and the racists are his people but now. But it's, it's numbers that will literally do anything for him. Yeah. Those are not just normal people like me. Okay, I like Obama or I like this or I like that. Those are people that literally will die for him. It's 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 on another level, and I it think is. he wants to keep these people somehow. I don't know. Maybe he will create a natural cult. Who knows? Like, I mean, he, he I could, mean, but you know, a lot of go. things that I I don't even know how he got away with many many things. I mean, we should have had a show last time just based on the worst moments of Trump because of his four oh, years because the bad. fucking Sharpie note, the the ri <laughs> ridiculous shit that let's inject the COVID with with chlorine right here. It's like. Dude, man, like, if I can't say things like this at my work because people will ridicule me and I'll be fired. And you, as the highest office in the land, you manage to just be like, continue daily life like as normal. I don't know what goes on in this government, but it's definitely huge flawed. Because the man is a clown. Yeah. Is a clown. <laughs> yes, he is. So it it's is true. How, what what, what else do you guys remember that was such fucked up? I mean, after the Sharpie note, no quid pro quo, and that was his note for an actual speech. I was like, okay, my toddler does this. <laughs> well, I know, but that's the whole thing. Like, he has these people around him that um, he, I don't know what he did or how he did it, but you must give it to him. That's like, I have to give him credit for that. It's not easy to build a cult following. No, like no, that. it only takes his charisma. All it takes is charisma and playing up a popular idea, which was sadly popular, which is supremacy and, uh, and, uh, and the hate of, 
of racism. And that, that shit it's has been alive in this country, which I did not know. I, you know, I grew up on, I grew up wanting to come to this country based on MTV and watching, you know, American movies, and I didn't get how fucking racist, racist it is. Bernie did kind of do the same. I mean, he, you know, he has one popular idea, which is universal healthcare, and he has the bonus, but nothing like Trump. It's on another level. No, because his cause think... is actually good. It's easier to unite people over some negativity, you know, and hate and anger, because that riles everyone up. I mean, give everyone healthcare. Right. How puny is that? I mean, well, that's kind of like lukewarm, if you ask me. Milk toast. Um, it's a very European thing because people connect when they complain together. Have you ever noticed that when we used to go to the post office and pay bills, and there was super long lines at the post office in Slovakia, people would connect because they complain together. Mm -hmm. So I think, in a way, Trump has played to these kinds of um, people very smartly. You know awakening their connections and interest in the things that are so messed up like racism and supremacy because there are people who are suppressing this in public sometimes because they don't want to feel disliked or you know unpopular but if there's enough people who share their opinion and they are you know feeling free and able to express it and be praised for it I think he brought those people together, and that's why it's so messed up. If if this was a movie, they would obviously be the bad guy. So, <laughs> can they obviously. see that? No. No. So in their own in their own minds, all this uh, this like I am a white person and I'm better than anyone else who has a different pigmentation in their skin is valid. I cannot understand this because I I just don't and it, this has been systematically enforced in this country by creating neighborhoods where the you know African Americans live and the neighborhoods are are kept down on purpose and it's been terrible and it's it has to change and I don't even it's not my war I feel like but because I'm a citizen now I'm like well should I man up and become make it my war and I make it my war in a friends list that I'm trying to keep friends with with groups that I find interesting. Like, I, I, I want to have friends from African-American background. I want to have friends from interesting backgrounds, not, you know, yeah. people who, who, who enabled what's going on. Just let's shove it under yeah. the rug. It's not happening. It's happening. Big time happening. <laughs> yeah, it is happening. I'm sorry. I got, I'm just glad he got banned from Twitter permanently, by the way. That's yeah. good news. I don't know what he's going to do with his time. Finally, he's in a <laughs> digital doghouse on Facebook, finally, and on Twitter. And Twitter was, uh, I think, what censoring his post before they actually fully banned him, and they didn't yeah. censor. I think they just said this this post might be goes against community guidelines or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, like removed it or whatever. But now he's banned. I, I'm so happy about this, and he's probably fuming somewhere. He's oh, just, my you know, God. where he is. Thank he's God probably he's, he's probably on Parlor, and I have a Parlor account. I should log in there, see oh. what's going on. But I saw today that Parler is having major technical issues, and I Google. think there's something going on with it. So Parler is probably not going to make it. Hmm. Yeah, no, Google is also um, not advertising them anymore, making sure you can't find them or something. I just read something about it. I forgot the details, though. Yeah, I mean, realistically, the problem is that these exist. But, yeah, I mean... I think better days are coming. Better days are coming because a lot more people are awake. To the problems we have had here and maybe they were swept under the carpet before or you know everybody was kind of hush hush about it didn't want to bring it up but now it's in everybody's face and like this year was already hard enough with the virus but with all the social injustices and 
human rights issues and everything we have witnessed, I think there's a huge move towards making these situations and these regulations and, um, and I guess just the movements in society and the behavior is better. Yeah, and I think it's actually... It's actually very, it's going to, if, if you guys, it might take a while, but it, it, it's actually facilitating communication step by step. We're talking about these things. We are talking about the fact that we need more party. If there was a Green Party, legitimately, if there was a party for, you know, other causes, like a Labour Party, like England had it. Uh, well, England only has two parties, of course. But, uh, you know, just more options for people. And then they would have to govern in coalitions similar to parliamentary systems. And that by all means, I am not worshipping Europe in any way, because... God knows our my country has its definite issues with parliamentary and they fucked it too. But, you know, what I'm saying is uh, there has to be change and there has to be this two-party system cannot continue because it's not valid. Everyone is, has many, many opinions on many subjects and we have to figure out how to work together or really. I mean, yeah, that would be the goal. Yeah, I think you're goal. right. It's going to facilitate a lot of open channels of communication and then there has to be change implemented because people are not going to rest easy until things will start changing, that we've seen that with all the protests and everything. So I think there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of it, including the awareness that mental health is pure shit in America. Nobody is mentally healthy in America. No, because they have to pretend that everything is fine, cool all the time, and that's how society is. It's, yeah, you have big Nobody's issues. Okay. Nobody's okay. Nobody's okay. But yeah, I, I miss that from Europe when, when everyone average... When average... Nobody's okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Stephanie. <laughs> Nobody's okay. <laughs> Stay at again, Stephanie. <laughs> sorry. I just said that's a nice bumper sticker. Nobody's okay, because America's all into bumper stickers. Have you noticed there are no bumper stickers in Germany? Um, but in, uh, in America, everyone has to put their opinion on the car, so let's just put nobody's okay. Let's just do that. Uh, I'm actually make one for the show. I start selling it then. Uh, good idea. We should. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it. But you no, know, I don't. Okay. I'm a European. I don't put. I don't deface my cars with stickers. So yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a magnet, and I love it. So. <laughs> People don't steal your magnet because that would be my thing in America. Like, oh my God, that magnet would be gone in no, no time. <laughs> no, and also it takes the paint away now, so I can't even take it off anymore because <laughs> it's been there for so long. And Florida is so hot that it just clings to the paint, and it would chip off. <laughs> Oh my god, I have the best story. I um I was I found this magnet. I was driving when I was still dating Jared. I was driving to his place and I found this magnet that goes on a car and it was a little bit broken, but it basically was an autism magnet. And since I had worked with autistic children all through college, so I was like, you know, I'm almost like very much for autism awareness and all that. So I found it. So it was on the floor, so I put it on my car and then then the next morning, no, not the next morning, it was like the next week or something when I visited him again, I got uh, a letter on my windshield saying um, what a bad person I am, that I stole this from her car or his car, I think it was and I got this whole letter about like, you know, at least I'm spreading the awareness still about how bad I am, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, you got, you got lambasted it for feel, It made me feel so bad, so I took the magnet off and I put it in my trunk. Of course, I told my boyfriend, or now husband, about it. Then, a week later, I woke up again to drive to work, and I had another letter on my windshield. And I was like, fuck. And I'm like, I didn't want him to ruin my whole day, so I just fucking threw it out the window while I was driving to work. Just threw it out, didn't even read it. And then later on, yeah, later on then, 
Jared was like, so did you get my letter? I'm like, what? And he was like, he was like, he wanted to, he, because my experience had been so negative of having like a letter on my windshield, he wanted to give me a better experience. So he purposely put this like same folded letter on my windshield. And, and so I would have a good experience. It probably said something like, yes. And good. I never read it because I didn't want to ruin it. I was going to say, you're better off. It's not a fucking engagement ring. What's the engagement ring inside? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, no, that would be terrible. No, I just, I just threw the whole letter out. And I felt so bad. And I was like, oh, my God. He just wanted to reverse my bad experience, you know, making it a good experience. But I just, yeah. Anyway, so now every time I have, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the funny, the funny part yeah. is that that you really kind of stole that uh, that thing. It's a total Larry David moment here because you just found yeah. it, and she accuses you I that you it. steal it. <laughs> yeah. She said she even said in a letter, "I recognize it because it did have a very specific when it was something was broken off of some one uh-huh. of the letters, very specific. So of course she recognized that it was hers. But why didn't I you really take it back? What? Why didn't you take it back? I don't know. I, I mean, know. That's if she had. If she had confronted me or anything, I would have totally given her back. Obviously, it fell off her car. She didn't notice it. And I just saw it on the ground, and I thought somebody threw it away. So I'm going to put it on my car. I thought because there was this one letter that was not... Okay, US versus, US versus Europe test moment. What would have happened in Europe? That person would have been like, fuck you and take it back and no word, no fucking letter. Exactly. <laughs> I would not even spend my time writing anything. I would be just, fine. Yeah. I got it back. You got it. Yeah, that's how. That's I how I think Europeans and Americans are are different because they they have this like facade to keep up. Like I have morality here, but I let you know I have morality. You can keep it now. It's like what the fuck is this? Just take it back if it's yours. I didn't steal it either. It's a coincidence. It's a misunderstanding. And, it's, and this is a perfect example also of what we talked about before: making assumptions. Yeah. This woman oh, yeah. made an assumption that I had stolen it off her car, and if I had stolen it off her car and then put it on my car and then parked it right next next to her. Car, yeah. different cultural environments but I also hate it. like when I first came to Europe or uh, from Europe I was like okay well I'm curious what the conversations are and then these people don't know how to talk about anything I went to these multiple parties and honestly I've never found my circle uh yeah I, I didn't have good conversations because everyone was talking about condiments and endlessly about this burger is good condiments. this burger is good what, talk, what kind of people are you around they just exactly. talk about sort of mayonnaise I was, I was wondering, I'm I like, mean, what I the fuck is mayo, this? I was like, these people don't know how to have a conversation at all. I don't think they do. Most of the time it's just, I mean, I was probably, you know, predestined to be around shyer or quieter people because I worked in the game industry, but there was no decent conversation, you know? Like, I'm like, okay, well, let's, think, let's tell me what you think about this. That never happens. They don't tell you what they think about. They tell you what's culturally appropriate for you to know. And I'm like, fuck that well, noise. It's boring. I can appreciate a good conversation about some mustard. Cool. Yeah, you, you appreciate that? You, you're like Dijon's, uh, you know, and then, oh my God, the condiment right. talk. And the weather talk. talk. It's like, what the, what the hell are we going to talk about? How the weather is today and two minutes ago how it was? Okay, oh, God. 
my eyes were so like I eyes rolled back in my eyes and I was just like brain dead. But yeah. Not to talk about Dijon badly. Dijon is my favorite, okay? All right, all right. I'm not talking bad about Dijon. I know I know this led to misunderstandings of all kinds and assumptions. <laughs> I am a huge Dijon follower. I let everyone know. Please understand. That's good. That's good to hear. Yes. You yes. know, I think the circles depend on where you go. Some parties I, I think it just depends on which party or like what kind of maybe event it is because I never really had luck at these like professional meetups that me and Stephanie met at with a lot of people except for her and this small group that came at that time when we met. That was the only group I resonated with that I could talk to. But when I go to raves um, and like people who are so open emotionally and like very open-minded, it's... Um, we end up talking about different heavy topics like trauma, childhood, um, you know, being raised in a certain environment, what kind of impact it has on your emotions. Yeah. So we end up talking very deeply about many yeah, I never uh, find I never find my I never find my group here. So I I agree. It's it very much depends. But I went to I went to different parties and this was kind of like the older generation of of US. My husband was older, so it was just different kind. Of, but they always it it felt like now that I'm looking at it like the crown, you know, like everyone is like living in these predestined conversation modes like oh this is the tea talk and this is the party talk and this is the barbecue talk and it's like holy yeah. shit well can you talk about anything that's happening right now and is interesting no i, I didn't find that so but now i'm making friends with people i actually want to talk to <laughs> so, so so this is the reason why we have this podcast yeah and maybe you can come back and tell us about the rave culture you guys experienced together next time or something uh-huh. We do have a lot to talk about that, sure. We can <laughs> have a whole episode about... And dating. We have to talk about dating, too, and that would be a whole other episode. Just so can't many things. Are you, are you still <laughs> dating? You're not married, right, Anna Maria? I am unmarried and proud in a six-month now long celibacy. Not even a single text message of any romantic nature. So I am slowly going to try to get back into the dating pool because I have many stories to tell about all of that. <laughs> she does, she does. Cause, well, she's single, so therefore she's had a lot of dating experience and a lot of really interesting and funny stories, and we could live precariously through her, and we could make a whole other episode just listening to her funny dating stories. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't know how that scene yes. is. Twitter, or what is it, what, Tinder, Tinderland? I don't oh, know. Oh man, Tinder, Tinderland. Yeah. I have not gone to Tinderland in many years. I'm afraid to. <laughs> I don't think anyone should go to Tinderland, but uh, it's up to you. What's what what what's your desire? I guess. <laughs> well, um, thank you for coming on with us. It was so great chatting with you. Um, and we might have you back because you have so much interesting things to say. Yeah, of course. Please. Follow us, give us five stars. If you guys want to reach out to us, it's your trash. Yeah. Send in more questions. Yeah, more questions. <laughs> Always welcome. <laughs> all of your input. Yeah, all of the things. Follow us at Your Trash Weekly. And yeah, subscribe and uh, listen to us soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye, everyone.